brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And I did not record last week, and I apologize for that. Um, I will tell you, uh, the spiritual struggle is real. As much as people struggle with uh, mental illness, the spiritual struggle is definitely real. And it, I, I needed, I, I had to shut it down in order for the Lord to do his thing. That day, I slept as soon as I got home from work and I, that's just what I just shut it down and I know I do that and I didn't um, tell you guys to do that and I'm sorry my my apologies to you please charge my my, my mind but not my heart um, I was just in a really bad dark space spiritually and it took me a little bit to come to terms with what's going on but some of that is this own uh, series that I'm doing here it has truly um, made me start to, to see things personally. So it started to get to me, which is good. You want convictions, um, especially if you're having a message. Because if a man can get up there, a preacher can get up there and have a message. Or, and it doesn't impact him personally, then something's, there's, there's a problem. Because how are you going to talk about something you ain't experienced? It's hard to do. I'm not saying it's impossible. But authenticity is usually the best indicator in order to understand what somebody's going through. And people can smell it at a mile off, especially if that, especially when they see that tail turn the corner. And they're like, something ain't right. I saw something flash on the side of my eye. Something ain't right. So, so let's keep it moving. I don't want to, uh, it's already been um, a long week for me. And I'm sure it's been a long week for you guys. Uh, I thank you for tuning in. However, you're going to look at this broadcast, whether it's going to be by the podcast or through the uh, through watching on the YouTube channel. However, you get to see it. Thank you so much, or your favorite or um, choice of media's that's out there versus you know uh, Amazon Music. What has, uh, that's one of them. I didn't know Amazon Music did have that, but it does. Amazon Music has it now. You know, not has nothing to do with the Bible on on this one, but Amazon Music. I don't know how many times they go advertise giving it away. It ain't got. I think it got like eight songs on there. I'm sorry. I love some Amazon Prime, but when you only got eight songs to offer, it doesn't matter if you give it away for a year. There's just not enough songs on there. Um, I mean, it, it is what it is. But I don't know why that bothers me so much. But I'm so tired of seeing Amazon Music. But let's just get right to it. As you go see on the screen right here. That is where we're going to be in our Bible today. Since I wasn't here last week, we got to pick up this week. And if we just remember where we're at, we're dealing with the fruits of the flesh. And when it comes down to fruits of the flesh, 
these are the things that powers the sinner. It's the same thing that still works in the Christian today. The only difference is it has no condemning power. But Eric, if it ain't got no condemning power, why, why is it still hurting people? Because we're still sinners. And the way that the true Christian and believer is living is that he should be, these things happen less and less frequent. We wouldn't have a desire to go out and do these things against our brothers and sisters, especially the strangers. That's a protected class that God has looked after and always has looked after. Don't mess with widows, children, and the stranger. Now see, religion forgot about that. Everything in the universe forgot about the fact that God actually protects those who what? Who is potentially that needs to be, that, that, that's going to hear him one day. Those that have been oppressed, those that are being beat down, those that are being attacked, marginalized, those are God's people. God protects those people. And that's why it's really, really easy to overlook, you know, the, the dregs of society. I'm not saying I'm not saying you willingly do so, but let's be honest. We all are seeing a person on the corner, a panhandle or whatnot, and we might say, Yeah, maybe. If I give him money, I don't know. We've all been there. Because why? We have been fooled by con men and con women alike. It happens. And guess what? That is the fruits of the flesh. It's one of those things God said. If, if, why would you do that to somebody else if you ain't going to do it to yourself? Love thy neighbor. One of the hardest, ha ha hardest Bible verses to ever understand. Why? Because of this one simple and it's a little, little tiny little thing. There's one little word in here that we're going to look at. And there's a lot of eyes in here, if you haven't noticed. There's a lot of eyes. And it, it makes sense because I points it this way. You know, there's no I in team. So there ain't no we either. So you, you hear that, that? That's an old phrase. That's an old Budweiser commercial. Um, so we're going to go back up here to verse 13 because it, it, it doesn't do us any good. To get into the Bible and get down to what we're about to go today and you don't have the context of what's going on. Especially since I've been gone a week and I'm back today. Thank God. And before I even get started, I want to thank the Lord and Jesus, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For with him I wouldn't have anything. And I also want to thank my community for, for their encouraging words. Both those believers and non-believers. The one thing about my YouTube channel is we have the most unique community that has ever, I think, ever existed on YouTube and I could take that to the, take that to the bank and I, if I cash it in I'll, I'll it'll, it'll get in with interest because we can all agree on the one universal morality of just doing the right thing just do the right thing please just just do the right thing quit running stop signs you know quit trying to cut people off in traffic and knowing full well that you ain't go, you only go on a block just calm down accidents happen that way that's one of the things that that, that brings us to the table today is this especially one sin or fruit of the flesh because all sin but these are the attributes you know if this was anything we'd have described this is how we describe someone these are the attributes that the sinner has with them. this is what is was working in into the into the into the saved when they were unsaved this is what was working in them it's still working in the flesh However, it there it doesn't have any condemning power. So it is once said, so what happens? Why is it that it seems like after you get saved, uh, the pressure mounts? 
You know, why does it seem like uh, now that I'm saved, it doesn't seem like it's this easy ride the way it was portrayed when you was in the church? Because that's the truth. The truth is, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard because guess what? You're going to have to go up to somebody who you harmed, hurt, done dirty. And you have to look them in the face and say, man, you know, I'm I am truly sorry for how my actions were. Uh, that I am now saved. Jesus Christ is my Savior. He has forgiven me for my sins. But it doesn't absolve the damage that I've done to you as a person. And you you may not be able to make any amends. I remember the, the first day I got saved, that was on a Saturday. Was that a Saturday in March 2012? 2012. March 3rd, 2012. I think it was a Saturday. And I remember the first person I called, I called at the time, uh, my wife, uh, we were not yet married. So it was my wife, I called her first, I called my dad, and I called my mom. Those are the three people I called. That's my important circle right there. That's who I called. I was like, man, I, I, I'm, I now know what it means. I know what's happening. I ain't never confessed sins in my life. I ain't never even thought that would even come out of my mouth. But so much, when I challenged God as an atheist, so much changed. It was like a bullet train. That's the one thing I tell anybody. When you really want to go searching for God, you don't need to go to somebody. You don't need to go to some church. You don't need to go. No, go looking for yourself. You want to go mountain climbing? You, you're tired of everybody saying you, that that mountain is too hard. And every, Why don't you find out for yourself? You need training. Yeah, I know you need that. I need, you need all of those things. I get it. But sometimes you just got to go out there and, and find out for yourself. This hiking trail is no joke. And you and guess what? And you've been hearing it your whole life. And guess what? You've always looked at the mountain. It don't even look like it's steep. How you hiking? It looks flat. And you said, yet you're saying it's tough. Until you go out there and experience it, it's just secondhand information. And that's the one thing I can tell you that God does not live by is secondhand information. You will have a personal experience for your very own. God don't need no help from me to give that to you. All I'm doing is giving the message. That day will happen. Matter of fact, I don't know why that's important for me right now. You know we're in this, but we just going to go where the law sends us. We're going to go to Hebrews, because I get this a lot. What is the purpose of angels? Angels are a very unique part of the Christian experience, because angels are very unique. They serve a lot of functions, but the main function when it's dealing with humanity, no, there's no such thing as guardian angels. Just call that. That doesn't work. That's about as many wives tells you can get. But listen to this. In verse 14, are not all the ministering spirits, those are angels, sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Messengers. They ensure that that, that relationship, that meeting, that 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 crossing of the roads with God it will happen there it's an inevitability at this point there's going to be a meeting of the minds and there'll be a decision that needs to come to and until that guess what and nothing on this earth will prevent that from happening it's exactly what the angels do they make sure much if I could say it in such a, a way that doesn't d diminish them or make it light of them they are an uber uh, uber driver driving you to your destination 
And there's nothing impeding you to get there. I don't care how bad the traffic looks. This driver knows how to get there. He knows all the ways to get around, left, right, get on the highway, go through the back, go through the back country, go through the alleyway, go in the hood, come out the hood, go through Beverly Hills, turn left at that liquor store, and guess what? You get out the car, you're about to go into it, and you run into a dude. Then before you know it, y'all having a conversation. Before you know how you're having that conversation, guess what? You, you have now had your destination where this this angel has led you to, the, to, the, to this point to where now that christian is like man so today i'm gonna meet i'm gonna meet somebody i need to talk to now he don't get all that information this is one of those situations where you you're at your work the christian's at his job he looks over and he sees you over there going through something he don't know what it is but he gets that that push man go say see if he's all right man i've been here 10 years that dude ain't never talked to me you had, you just hear it Go see if he's all right. He, yeah, he looked like he's crying. I'm going to go check him out. See what he's doing. And you get up there and you put your hand on his shoulder or you say, hey, man, you all right? And before you know it, the conversation starts. Angels make sure that meeting comes to pass. And there's going to be a decision at that meeting. And there's no, and guess what? We don't know when and how and who will be at that meeting. A good way, a good story to see that. Because, you know, if we ain't got a story to represent these things, it's hard to kind of illustrate. We get to see that with our boy Philip. So, in the story, this is in Acts chapter 8. The uh, Philip is down in Samaria. This is where the second Pentecost happens. And what's amazing is that Philip was zipped out of there very quick. Um, because, you know, because of persecution as well as he was just moving on. Because now the apostles came down. To finish the work that was began, you know, Billy Graham always said, "There's always been somebody when you get to somebody, uh, like when the angel leads you to this someone else. There's always somebody that done some preliminary work." Yeah, I heard about the Lord. I heard that man tell me about that. Yeah, man gave me a Bible this day. Uh, two years later, uh, I got invited to a church, but I really didn't like it. Then I see somebody else say, "Yeah, this is not. This is really not what's indicative of the Christian." There's always somebody there in, in, that that keeps making sure that that weight of the Lord is unimpeded. And let me tell you something, nothing puts more roadblocks up than religion and theology because you are a commodity. You are merchandise inside religion because guess what? You will make sure that pastor and his family and everybody else in that system go eat. It's just the way it is. And I'm sad to say I was part of that system too. So listen to this. So... When they had solemnly testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages of Samaritans. Okay, so here's the apostle. There's John, there's Peter, and you got Philip. Listen to this. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, get up, go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a, this is a desert road. So he got up and went, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, well, how could I un unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come in and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, or to a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. 
who will relate to his generation for his life is removed from the talking about Christ. And it's interesting that if you ever been on a farm, you ever seen or just look at a YouTube video. You know, when you see these farmers shaving the, because, uh, you know, for their wool, you'll notice the sheep just sitting there and they raising an arm and they just, and that sheep just sitting there, just letting them do it. Don't say a word, you know, done, because they're, they're at this point, what? They trust in the, the shepherd. Shepherd at this point never did nothing dirty to him. They, guess what? He leads them out in the pasture. They eat, they get their water, they graze, they get all the sun they want. And then, then they see the, uh, the shepherd going back in. They follow him back into the gate. Ain't no wolves coming up, running up on him. Because if it was, the shepherd's taking care of it. All they, they trust him with their life. Because that's his job. You know what's interesting also about, about sheep, which is amazing. Did you know that sheep's thrain the thrain, uh, pain threshold is one, is one that where even being savagely attacked, they will try not to make a sound to uh, that way not to incite the predator to be much worse isn't that strange their pain threshold is such that even when they're being attacked they do everything they can not to scream out to incite the predator's attack but they will call out to the shepherd but not in a whining fashion isn't that amazing pain threshold of a sheep is way greater than that of a human being I find that very fitting since every Christian on this earth at this, when they hear this or they've not heard this, it doesn't matter because I'm just, I'm a nobody in, in the grand scheme of that. I'm just a man of God amongst many women, uh, men and women. I ain't nothing special about what I'm saying versus anybody else. I'm just saying when you, if you're hearing my voice, it is, I'm going to tell you, it's an amazing thing to see, but it's also rough to understand. Christians suffer a lot. What are you suffering about? Well, the thing about sin that you know, that we have to understand, and that you know, if you listen today, just just be patient with me, please. I, I, I just I beg for some of your time. One of the things that, or two of the things we're going to probably say is, God, why am I going through so much? But I look over there and I see somebody that's also saved, but they ain't going through very little. And you know, you'll hear that. Well, God gives His greatest battles to those of His greatest warriors. No, that's not how that works. It sounds good, but it's not. That weight is exactly when it gets that heavy, we ought to cry out and say, Father, look, I, look, time out. Look, this is a lot. Ain't nothing wrong talking about that. This is a lot. How am I carrying that, 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 and that? And my brother over there just looking at me over there. You can see very clearly God's plan in those situations. We carry one another's burdens. We share in it. But each one of us ought to carry our own load. That's also in Galatians, and we're about to get there. This is what we call brotherly, true brotherly relationship and fellowship. When I see fellow Christian brothers and sisters know me, if I'm in the shop, no matter what, they'll come check to see, Eric, I need to talk to you. You'll be in the shop today? Yeah, come on by. And we have we talk. They they know. I'll let, same thing for the, hey, man, you'll be in the shop today? No, man, you need me to talk? You want to talk? Yeah, come on by the shop. We need to talk. That's what we do as Christian brothers. And we, we, give, we tell each other what's going on. We, we, we feed each other what's happening about the encouraging of God versus on the other side of the person that's hurting and vice versa. This is how we comfort each other to say, hey, man, I, 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 I'm going through all these things. This thing's weighing me down. And on the other flip side, that Christian saying, yeah, you know, I get it, man. I was going through the same thing. And he may be able to give him, and she will, give some wisdom on how he survived through it. Because sometimes... The pain that we're going through 
most of it is we have to endure what's going on because it's beyond our control. You always hear me say this in retail, right? I talk about retail. Control the controllables. If your lights go get cut off, if you're in the hospital and you don't know how the surgery is going to end, you don't know how, you don't even know what's going to happen during it. That's beyond your control. What's in your control is what? The people that are there, comfort them. People that are there trying to comfort you, let them. And, and trust God. If you don't know him, if someone's coming up saying, man, can I pray for you? This is a good time to say, you know what? I'll take whatever I can get. If you ain't, I'll take everything. Because you don't know the outcome. And that could be weighing heavy on your soul. Whether you have a, a family member going to jail, whether it's your son or daughter going to jail, whether they've been through a horrendous act against, against them that happened against them or against you that you're going through. All of these things are these inflictions. And wh where the pain comes in is that a, a question somebody asked a preacher once. He said, uh, will Christians ever get a point to where this sin won't be as heavy? And the answer is yes, but you're going to feel worse. The less the Christian sins, the worse we feel. Why? Because we are now learning this is all the things we willfully did to others. Willfully. We made conscious decisions to do these things. Because see, the way religion works, theology works, they blame you as the sinner. Great. And they say, well, sin made you do it. No, that's actually not true. Sin is the act of willfully committing these things. All that Paul is doing here in Galatian is telling us what sins we are acting on when this happens. That's what I think is enjoyable because we get to see what decision Eric made to support the action that he did. So verse 13, for you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For while the, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word in, this, in this, that statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're biting, devour one another, take care that you do not be consumed by one another. The consumption of someone else is what? You may be at odds with somebody, but you don't necessarily want to see anything go wrong with them. And on the flip side, I hope you ain't trying to convert them to your way of thinking, especially if it goes against all of their convictions. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to persuade someone about, about something, you got to wonder why. You know, that's why you know, one thing you don't hear on this, on this channel, on my podcast, I ain't trying to convince a soul to accept God. I ain't, that ain't got, that's got nothing to do with the price of tea in China. My job is to present what has been given to me. And guess what? God does his work. I ain't say I can't get out there and say, yeah, I saved that guy. I saved this guy. I saved that dude over there. You know, you see a guy that's probably his name is Andrew Carter. God bless him. You'll see him in Instagram. They're always, you know, with the you see this all the time and they see that and the smile. No, not, no disrespect, brother. But those things are nice and cute and they look cute. One day we had a conversation and I'll say, man, you know, you're not giving a full rendition of the gospel. This is and this was when I. I wanted my little two cents to be heard. Why? Because I got sick of seeing those things on Instagram. Every time I saw that, 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 oh, it just grated my nerves. I don't know why. Uh, I know now what it was. What it was was that I saw something, but I didn't have the whole picture. And that's what we can do when we're dealing with these uh, sins of the flesh. 
So anyway, he said, hey, man, I do the work of the Lord. I've saved 3,600, 4,500, I take thousands of people a day. That sparked a problem. Because now he's trying to defend himself to a nobody. Simply because I don't like seeing this all day. I don't want to have to have that go across my feed. But that's my problem. He's just doing what he does on his channel and on his profile. The fact that it comes across my screen, if I don't like it, I can just scroll up. But that's that old flesh. I've got to prove that my way, if he's going to flat, he'll think twice about putting that up on Instagram again. That's what it was all about. And we're going to read why I did it. Listen to this. But if you're led by the spirit, first before we get there, look, but I say walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. Now, it's very important to understand the difference between um, having your dreams met and having your desires met. Okay. What is what's going to be the common denominator? What's going to separate the two? Motives. Motives are in everything we do as a human being. Don't that word itself is not nasty. It's just what? How it's used. What's the motivating factor for me wanting to fix your phone? It needs to be repaired. That's pretty simple. What's the other flip side? What's the other motivation? If it was in a wrong error, what could it be? Well, I definitely want to fix his phone, but I'm going to tell him his battery's bad. So that way I could change the battery. Even though the battery's still good, I've decided that I'm going to make some extra money. He's going to get a benefit, but I'm going to tell him his battery's bad. So that way he changes that. So not only did he come just for a screen, I upgraded and got him a battery. So I just, I just told him it's probably in your best interest. Do I, am I doing my job? Is that, what's the motive behind that? Now that's questionable, but I think about this every day. That's why there's times where people say, hey, you might have shot yourself in the foot on that sale. There are times I do work that maybe take me five or ten minutes that in my heart doesn't render or doesn't make me feel like I got to charge somebody. And there's cousins that feel guilty about it. But I'm like, it really, it was so easy for me. There's no reason for me to even think about it. Now, as a business owner, that's not a good idea, right? But you know what I've, know what I've noticed in making that decision? I get to avoid that old nature of Eric to top up the sale because I'll come from I'm a salesman by trade by design I'm a politician by the way I use my words I was in the business of persuasion that was the goal you came in my store I raised sharks not salesmen they could smell blood in the water in customers and they can go up there and get what they needed to get whether they had the money or not, we found ways to help them get that money in order to get that product and we always told ourselves because I taught them that Look, they came for a refrigerator. Well, if the stove is bad and we got a sale on it, why would you not ask them that to see if they can do it? Here, that's another $600. That ain't your money. Find out. The motives, were, you could say, Eric, well, that was you looking out for them. No, I was looking out for my money. Because if the salesmen were happy, I was happy. And because I'm happy because money's coming, and not only does it make my store look better, it makes me look better. You think I worried about, and, that's, and I'm sorry to say that, you think I cared about what they really did? Eh, to a point. They were my children. I loved them. I've had many managers promoted beneath me. Yes, and I've, my recommendation has gotten many people promoted. As people above me, that got me here. However, it was still all about me. 
And I did one thing better than anybody else that I know is I could promote me really good. I could promote me better than anybody. And that's part of the food of the flesh that we're going to talk about today. Um, I took all that, took almost 45 minutes to tell you, but that's how we got to this point. I'm trying to make up for all the time I lost last week to this week. So listen to this. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Which are immorality, we discussed that one. Impurity, we discussed that one. Sensuality, we discussed that one. Idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger was, 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 was huge. That's a huge one right there. That's the one we just discussed that in the last episode. Since I missed a week, it wasn't last week, it was the week before. Outbursts of anger. All of these things we understand happens inside the human, the human being and what we act on. When somebody goes out and we go out and we cheat on our wives or girlfriends or, and our lovers and our spouses. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry. One of these is just a description or the descriptor of what was going through our mind when we, when we decided to do the act. That's what it was. What caused you to be so angry? We get to low. It's called outburst of anger. What caused this man or woman to go to this outburst? What external factor played into them leaning into their sin to just blow up and go off on somebody? You ever hear somebody on, on cops or say whatnot, or you hear it on, uh, man, it's hot in here. Whew, man, we're in Texas, baby. It's hot. I'm starting to sweat like a, like sweat like a Baptist preacher. I even got to preach a rag today. There we go. I ain't gonna bust out in the sermon, you know. Getting, I'm just letting you know this. This was conveniently nice, a nice looking rag. It, it was this. It was just in, it was in hands reach. Okay, I'm not gonna pass around a collection plate. You, you're safe. Um, but you ever see a man say, "I don't know. I lost. I, I just snapped, and I don't know what I did. I just snapped, and my wife's dead. I just snapped, and I shot that man. I snapped, and I, I just, you know, we all well, oh, here we go. Truth is. Outbursts of anger doesn't need your thought process. It just needs the burning passion to act on that aggression. This some of my did what? I'm in a rage. Rage doesn't need thought process. It just needs a vehicle to get you wherever you need to get to. And then it needs an instrument in order to carry it out. Whether that's your fist, your mouth, or some weapon, outburst of anger is what you acted on. And now you got to deal with the consequences thereof. That goes for immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy. All of those things are what we acted on because those things are affecting the things that we please. Listen to this. It is desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are the in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. Whether you know it or not, the things that you please may cost someone else whatever it is that you're in the pursuit of. Case in point, a man or woman sees an object of their desire. Your object of desire is within their arm's reach. They get to have conversations with them in, in a smaller setting to where their voice and they'll only hear each other for, for you know, four or five hours of a day if they work in the same place or whatnot. You can get a familiarity with them. And the whole time, 
they're thinking, man, this guy Eric really cares about me. You know, he makes sure I got a food in the morning. He makes sure that if I'm short on uh, lunch, he brings me lunch. Uh, if I need a ride to go home, if I need a shoulder to lean on. Now, it sounds like I'm a great friend. But on my side, I'm thinking, yeah, just a matter of time before I get what I'm looking for. That is what? Acting on the flesh. Because my motive is what? Immorality. Impurity and sensuality. I want some of that. And I'll do whatever I do. Got to get it. I got to go get me some of that. And I will use everything in my arsenal to get it. Then you get it. And what happens? She finds out that this whole time I've been scheming on her. And let me tell you something. It always ends bad because men were terrible liars. And God has given women that innate instinct to smell a rat. Something ain't smelling right. Wait a minute. First of all, he was chasing me like I, like I, like I was covered in steaks and he was hungry. Now all of a sudden I gave him a little bit and he's a little distant. He's a little aloof. Yeah, we still hang out, but it seems like the only thing we're doing is this one thing. How did I get here? It happens all the time. And now for me to get what pleases me, I had to hurt her to get it. This happens every day in the sinner's life, saved or unsaved. The difference in the unsaved when it's happening, it happens less frequently. I'm praying. Because if not, discipline is definitely coming heavy. It gets worse as you continue to do it over time. Now, I'm gonna we're going to talk about, and all that to get to this point here, we're going to go to what's next to outbursts of anger is a very interesting word of disputes. Erythia. I'm sure. Oh, no, I, got, I said it right. All right. Hey, baby, I said it right. Erythia. Look, what does that mean? Electioneering or intriguing for office. This is the particular thing that we act on when we're trying to promote an agenda. An agenda on our behalf. Something that, guess what? Directly ties to what? If I need to get my needs met, I've got to engineer something that will make this thing come to pass through someone else's means by way of me pushing what? My agenda. You can say lobbying for your calls. And guess what? They may not be, be privy to what the true depth of that cause is, but they, they look on the surface, it looks good. You know, we use a pro-abortion, you know, speech for that or the or pro-life choices. I told you, I don't give a damn about both. Because I care about the person going through it. I don't give a damn about the politics that are concerned with, with both of them. Both of them go to hell. I ain't got no interest in either one of them. You have, you're pro-life, you're pro-choice, good for you, boo-boo. Don't bring that over here to me because guess what? I'm more concerned about what that person's doing and what's going to happen after the process. And God is not going to abandon them during this entire process. And he's not going to stop loving them when they did it on a Monday. And you know now Tuesday come right, oh, since you had that abortion, I don't love you no more. It doesn't work that way. You have your own convictions and emotional convictions, fantastic. But to me, the person is more important than the convictions of this world. It just is. I'm not in that person's body. I can't tell them anything. I can tell them, yes, I don't think it's a good idea to commit abortion. I believe that. Am I going to condemn that person for it? Hell no. If they ask me my opinion, I look, you know I'm a Christian, you know how I feel. But I'm going to tell you, if you, whether you choose to go this way or not, I'm going I'm to be by your side. Eric, hey, you can't stab how somebody making that decision. Uh, yes, I can, because Jesus is a friend to sinners. And I will stand by my friend. 
I'm not going to let them go through that situation and thinking when they come out, I'm going to be the first one. So, and see, you son of a chicken, you didn't get my, they, they going through something I can't even fathom. I can, I've lost children to abortion. So you would think I'd be the biggest one banging that drum, but I'm not. Because guess what? I didn't, that's beyond my control. It, did it hurt me? Did it scar me? Yes, deeply. Did it create such a, a feeling in a relationship to where I don't trust relationships? Absolutely. It has directly affected how I view relationships, which is why my marriage ended up in the shambles that it is because of me making these decisions based on all the other things. So my between my between immorality, I understand that. Impurity, I definitely understand that. Uh, sensuality, I understand that. Idolatry, I understand that. Sorcery, all of these things, I I know I can feel and experience because I've acted on them. And every it's easy to say, well, you know, it's because this happened to me, I did it. Even though those things happened to me, I willfully chose to do damage. I willfully did things to cheat in my marriage. Nobody, that, sin didn't force me to do anything. No. I had to choose. It was a passion. See, this is where people don't want to talk about. It. That's why being a Christian is hard because you got to come face to face with the reality. There ain't no excuses here, baby. You did it because you decided to do it. I was blinded. No, you went in eyes wide open, educated, and made a decision. The only thing that's bad now is that the consequences are much heavier than you thought it was going to get. Because at the beginning, you thought you can get by with it. You might even think, well, nobody's going to find out. You might even think, well, you know, it, since this happened, you know, maybe this go bring us close. I made a mistake when I did. All of those things can come in and think, well, maybe the consequences not gonna be as bad. And then come out them consequences like a like, it's like a nuclear weapon. It blew everything up, and everybody gets hurt. Why? Because we did this one little thing, so that you may not do the things that you please, in order to please yourself, and, and truly, truly please yourself. Now you can. This is. Now, this is from the Bible's angle. You can have your own opinion. I ain't going to knock you for it. Amen to you. I love you. It ain't going to change how I feel about you. But let me tell you something. Whenever we need a need met and our pleasures met, the degree in which we go after it falls into one of these, these, these words here in order why we're doing it. There ain't no accident when it comes to sinning. It's purposeful and willful. Can't blame the devil. I hear people, oh, the devil took my faith. Devil ain't took nothing from you. He can show you the door. He can lie and tell you behind that door is better. He can point you to the window that shows you on the other side of that door, and that grass is green. You can smell it. You think maybe a landscaper just came by. Julio, man, how you doing, brother? You just cut that yard. Man, you edged that up perfect. Look at, ooh, I want to live in that house. You know what the devil didn't tell you? You got to maintain that yard. But it ain't his fault. He just told you what it looks like. He just showed you. It's beautiful. It smells great over there. That grass is anti-Benadryl. You ain't got to have. If you have allergies out to yin-yang, it ain't never going to bother you in that grass. He never told you that to maintain that level of, of, of cutting and shrubbery and all that good stuff that goes in landscaping costs you about $1,500 a month. He didn't tell you that. You just He just sold you the dream. You had to walk through that door. You had to buy that house. You had to furnish that house. You had to do all those things until that first bill comes and the mortgage comes. You're like, man, I didn't think that this was going to be this big. The bank sure wrote that check really easy. It ain't the bank's fault. Your fault. 
we did these things because of what we want to do that please ourselves, we in turn are what? Doing damage to ourselves and doing damage to others. We bring other people into us trying to please ourselves. We bring others in the potential firing zone of that kind of that acting on that kind of sin. Now we think of electioneering, we think of intrigue of office. It's all it's very simple. It's all surrounded by what are you willing to do to have your needs met? And what what uh, what plans do you put in place to make that happen? So I'll go back to the pro, uh, pro-life, pro-choice movement. You know, the politicians that are supporting one or the other should be a first indicator something ain't smelling right. When's the last time a politician cared about your life, let alone the life of many that he doesn't even know how to relate to? Eric, that's cynical. Look, you've seen it. When the last time a politician that you came knocked on your door on a Saturday and said, hey, Mr. Miller, right? I'm running for office. I just want to. And as he got in the office, he kept all. Now, it's hard to do those to keep all those things because guess what? Once you get in the office, even if you went in there for good reasons, there are other people in there with disputes. They have agendas they want to see met. So guess what? You want to move. You hear this in a lot of movies, but guess what? A lot of it's true. In order for you to get this done in your district, you got to do this for me because I have say so on that. Man, I'm going to have to look that way. You got to do. You got to play the game. Guess what happened? Now, a few years go by, 10 years go by. You've been in office this whole time. and I ain't trying to say sympathy for the politician, but I'm telling you that even your best politician. I love Henry Cisneros. I grew up uh, with Henry Cisneros being the man in San Antonio. Guess what? He had sins on him. It come out that things are going wrong and doing that he did dirt to get things done. So he got uh, the homing. I can't remember, remember the homing process that he got done that saw a lot of homes, uh, like uh, dead end homes, homes in high gang, poverty distressed neighborhoods, get uh, new homes uh, rebuilt up, and uh, he made that happen to where you know families could get into into like learn, first time owners that never even had the money to do so a cheaper way to get them a house and and to own a home and and turn the neighborhood that was once poverty distressed into a livable good clean community that man did wonders so you're like yeah henry cisneros and was behind scandals behind scandals and guess what it didn't come out until what he had another idea that he needed to see done and if somebody says you play ball or well, i'm telling everything that's the intrigue. That's disputes. That is, let's get in there again. That's Erethea. Oh, you ain't going to do this for me, but I went to bat for you so you can look like the hero in your town. I'm not the hero, man. I really want to do that. And I helped you do it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I went to bat and got you extra money, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Well, now it's my turn. I need something from you. Oh, you got to think about that when we're dealing with pro-life and pro-choice and everything. What is the politician's benefit of being pro-life? About pro-choice? Because they're making decisions that deal with you personally. When does that become an issue? Because they want something. And it ain't you. It's the collective of what you represent. They want votes. I'm going to stand behind this cause because I want them to do something I need. And the only way to do that is I got to get them on my side. So when it's my turn at the election booth, it's going to almost guarantee me an end. And then the person gets to office and what you hear? That man didn't do a damn thing that he promised. Exactly. He moved the needle just enough 
toward it seems like with all the the Supreme Court justice, uh, they overturned Roe v. Wade. What the hell do they got to do with you? They ain't, what do they have to do with anything of a, a person on that nature? They shouldn't be deciding any of that. What's going on up there? What's the agenda? Well, you look at that long term. You look at the long term effects. You gonna see that in the next election. You gonna see that coming up. Anytime you see an agenda being pushed, then you have to look back at that person and go, why is he doing that? Two years ago, that dude was skinning rabbits on live TV. Now all of a sudden he wants to, he wants to have women have a uh, choice over their bodies. He was conservative last year. He was telling me, what changed? What changed is his agenda. There are, is something that he needs. Eric, that's just cynical. No, that's life. Unfortunately, the one thing that I know better than anything else is a sinner because I am one. I know when I want something, there is a there's it used to be not a level I wouldn't go to to get it. There wasn't nothing. And I would try to engineer to where they would ask me so that they could give me what I want without them even knowing that that's what I planned for and manipulated to get to that point. Imagine what it's like when you get saved and that gets revealed to them because you tell them, remember when that happened, man? Yeah, dog, you really needed it. I didn't need that. I just, and that's hard. That's a hard thing to do is confront what you've done dirty to somebody. So on comes religion that tells you you don't have to. See, you that was the religion will take the heat. Let me tell you, there is something that people always, people in religion will run to because, and it's here at verse 23. Let me show you. We don't, they don't like reading it. When I read this to them, they get all upset. If you die with Christ, verse 20, the elementary principles, you know, things that you should have already learned in elementary school. These are just the basics. What's God, this is what Peter said. These are the basics. The elementary principles of the world. If you die with Christ, why are you living to this world's basic thing? Man, you know, that's a basic, best basic girl. That's a basic boy. Paul's saying, why are you living that way when you've been freed from that, right? Why is if you are living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees such as do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which are all referred to things destined to perish with use? You'll see that in religion. Oh, we don't go to uh, concerts anymore. Why not? I want to see David Bowie. I want to see two live crew. Eric, you saved. I just want to relive some of my youth. I ain't saying the songs... The song, and then nowadays the songs make me laugh. Now I understand it's derogatory to women. I get it. I understand that. I'm not advocating, but I could I can step my myself back into a world for the sake of nostalgia and for nothing more than that. However, if someone else sees me and it's gonna cause them to stumble, or they say, "Hey, tell me, Eric, I, you going to two live crew? Yeah, man. My, I remember the old days. I just want to go out and see my friends, kind of get that old magic back and just feel funny." And it's Eric, I don't think that's a good idea as a Christian. And he's a Christian or she's a Christian. And I realize her faith may take a hit by looking at me because I'm going to tell them what? My intrigue would do what? Look, I can tell her this or them this and I'd be right. Look, God says everything. Uh, and you can do anything. Not all things are, you know, everything is permissible. Not everything is profitable. You can do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to what? It's not. It's going to promote unity. It won't. It may that. It won't promote uh, faith in God or trust in God. Every time you see a Christian, <laughs> I hate to say. It, every time you see a Christian at a strip club 
on a Friday night, a man that confesses on Sunday, I love the Lord. And you see singing in the choir, he passed out that claim, and he genuinely may actually believe all the stuff that he does. Then what's having him on that strip club? Maybe he's acting this part or doing so much more in the church. Maybe he's not acting. I was talking cynical. He's not acting. He really believes it. He serves hard throughout the week. So when Friday comes around, he don't feel so dirty. He went to do what he pleased and look at the damage. Somebody else that was in that strip club may be challenged. Like, man, you know, the more I talk to Eric and the more he was telling me about his marriage, I, start, I feel bad being here. I feel like I'm cheating on my wife. This is not cool, man. I mean, maybe he, he look over me and you see me over there. Give me a table dance. Woo. Give me a table dance. What are you going to think about God? Eric, you full of. Now I just call for me to get what I wanted, my pleasing, I cost someone. I've broke reproach to God. And I gotta and I gotta I gotta bear that. That's exactly why not being a hypocrite is truly hard for a Christian. Why? Because all we've known as a human being, as much as anybody else, they ain't noticed. If you believe you have not been a hypocrite someplace, I guarantee you ain't born yet. That's not that's not fair. Hypocrisy runs in the human being. What is it? Do what I say, not as I do. You ever heard that actions be louder than words? If you said something and you're doing the opposite, hypocrisy. Just saying. It is what it is. Called don't try to hide. Look, it ain't a problem that the that you got the wound. The problem is you're trying to put a band-aid on a gunshot blast. Sure, it may cover the wound. But you'll still die from it. You'll still get infections. Religion tries to say, well, we got a big band-aid. We got galls. We even have a nurse that can put the galls around you. But again, no treatment, no medicines, no cures, no real treatment that's going on to the wound. It's just making sure the wound don't look like it's bleeding. So here we go. These are things that these are matters which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom and self made religion and self-abasement oh i'm so humble look at me i don't eat beef anymore i don't eat pork anymore god ain't care if you ate pork the israelites at the time that was important because he needed to make sure look, it wasn't sanitary you man, man can you imagine eating a pig four thousand years ago that you might have ate that and you would have had all kinds of diseases on, on top of you it was not set they weren't practicing good hygiene in the kitchen they was mixing beef, pork, chicken on the same cutting block with that same knife, and they weren't practicing safe cooking methods. God had to tell them, Israelite, don't y'all get in that kitchen. Don't y'all do this, 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 this. He had to put that out there because it would be no different. When you make a culture that doesn't even exist, that's what he did. He called what was nothing into ex the Israelites. If you ever want to hear somebody say, "Oh, Eric, you can't prove Christianity. Look, I had to, I said the same thing as an atheist for 27 years. Guess what? There are three, there are three truths that cannot be debated. Now you can go look for yourself. Please do. Don't take my word for it. Eric, you lying. Yes. Great. Go look for yourself. Don't, but look with an honest heart. Don't look to try to prove me wrong. That ain't going to do any good. I ain't nobody. I don't mean that much to your life. To, I'm just going to prove him wrong. Just discount me and say whatever. But if you genuinely want to know what's happening, you got to go look with your own eyes. 
That's why many times you read it, but you don't hear that talk about in the Bible very much, but it's in there. God says, I don't need no help with telling man who I am. I'll do it myself. That's facts. So, one of the three, well, let's go to Romans real quick, and then we'll come back. It's Romans 1, 18. So, real quick, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which is known by God is evident within them, for he made it evident to them. The profound question of where does man come from? That's the first. The only, they're only evidential. You say, Eric, that's not really evident. The only thing that I've ever claimed or ever said and have stood to say, I created man has been the Bible. That's it. Everything else about man is theory. That's one. Eric, that's debatable. You're right. But the only way to find out for true is to go to the man that saw this, this, this book uh, put together. Second, guess what? What's the other one? Creation. How did all this get here? How is it that our bodies are, is a perfect running machine that literally we break by our usage? Doesn't come with an owner's manual. The only thing we need to do for it is the simplest and most basics of things. Eat, sleep, and what? Exercise. Maintain the thing that I've given you. How we, what, a, what do memories fit into this? Memories fit in what? DNA and cells? That's memory? All of this is what? To theory to anybody else. The human body is an amazing machine that doesn't need... Do you realize your body does things every day without you having to make one decision on it? It knows what to do. The minute you're eating food, it's creating saliva. And the minute that food starts going out, it's breaking it down to amino acids. And it's shooting it where it needs to go. All you need to do is what? Make sure you... What? Eat sensibly, drink water, you, go to the bathroom you need to do, keep yourself sanitary. Basics, and your body will take care of the rest. When it gets sick, it needs a little bit of help. Now, when it gets broken, it needs help from other extensions. But at the end of the day, the things that keep it living, it will do on its own. You know, when you start, let's say you can't eat. What's the one thing the body starts doing? Cannibalizing itself. Well, it, because its number one goal is to keep life going. If that means it's got to sacrifice some things in order to keep it, it will do so. It will do so until finally it can't use anything and we fall down dead. Diseases have come to try to do the same thing, but trying to what? Try it to live and your body's trying to figure out how to get this thing out to keep you alive and the energy that it takes. You know where I'm going. That's, that's exactly what's going on. So between them two things, God is evident because you see it. And then there's your conscience. What what did your mama tell you? Look, here's the thing. Mama told you not to steal. Daddy told you not to steal. Why is it when you put that thing in your pocket? And they ask, why'd you do that? And your child say, I don't know. That's real. That's a true answer. They don't know. Well, or they'll say, Well, you wouldn't go buy it for me. Why would that be why why would why did he have to have that? Why did he have to have that particular thing? At that particular time, you know, because parents say, oh, look, last time you cried about something, you bought it. And then I found it on the floor like an hour later when you got home. So you really didn't want it. Why? Because we wanted what was going to make us happy for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. The reason why them babies look so cute so you don't kill them. 
because they will do things like, man, my son just set the whole house on fire. You ain't going to take your son out and, and no. Why they do it? Sin has always been there. It's the decisions that we make against the what? That universal morality that God has already set up in our mind. That right and wrong. Oh, Eric, you know, it's black. It's black and white. No, the world is gray. Gray is where sin lives. Because that's how you can politic the dispute. Gray area is how you can justify your actions of harming someone else at the expense of them for you to get what you want. It may be this big. It may affect millions of people. Doesn't matter the size. It matters what happens to the person. Everybody gets hurt in the process. Everybody, there's always a victim and a perpetrator. And unfortunately, many it lies in the very person itself. As much as I'm a victim to something, I am a perpetrator to something else, to someone else. You have harmed someone and you've been harmed by someone. This cycle happens and it's, it's hard and it's, it's terrible. It is what makes, it's why humanity is, is beautiful and disgusting. Because we willfully do these things to do what we please. Let's see what the. Um, whew, well, let's, let's 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 tear this word up with me. Uh, thelo, ethelo. Oh, I said that right. Okay, theo ethelo. This is a whole lot to will, to have in mind, to intend, to be resolved or determined or purpose or purpose to desire to wish to love to like to do a thing be fond of doing a thing to take delight and have pleasure think about this people have pleasure in their sins if sin, sin is always tasty it don't taste like rice cakes it tastes like your favorite food at the fa at the best temperature with all the things that you got now the person that made it a child slave but guess what? Man, that child slave sure can put a spread together. It is That is the level that you're willing to overlook this for this. Sin is that cold beer, that satisfying drink, that perfect joint that you're smoking and you're not under pain, duress, and things of that nature, you know, because, you know, look, I ain't, you do what you do, boo -boo, but regardless. And you're smoking it. That, that heroin shot yeah, Eric, that's terrible. They don't hate. But they still do it. Knowing it's going to damage them. Why? Because for that small amount of pleasure, the consequences that come afterward is that's irrelevant. It's just in that moment. One night stands. It's in that moment. That theft. It's in that moment. You start there. If I just, all I got to do is commit this. It's a robbery. It's a bank robbery. The government go cover them, go get all their money back so nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt. At the end of the day, you had to go in there and get it. At the end of the day, guess what? Somebody's going to be affected. Well, who? If you got kids, family, mama, daddy, you got any of them, what if you went in there and there was people was in there, you had a gun, and you, you caused harm to someone's mental psyche? There's always a victim somewhere when a sinner is involved. It never and can never change except in Christ and then the damage gets mitigated how because of forgiveness the one thing Christianity struggles with on every day because in Christianity forgiveness and reconciliation is a command 
It ain't an option. It ain't a suggestion. That's why religion sneaks his little happy self in there. So let's go back to religion real quick. And I'll let you guys go. Colossians chapter 2 verse 23. Colossians kills every religion and theology on this earth in one shot. It just blows all of it out of the water. That's why it ain't, it ain't taught by anybody in churches in any length. They got to they gotta breeze through it quick. Or people will realize, what am I doing here in this thing? Listen to this. By the, so these are matters which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom and self-made religion. And self-abasement, humility. Oh, look at me. Severe treatment of the body. I don't eat on I don't eat during Lent. I just don't all these things look good on the surface. But listen to this. But are of no value against fleshly indulgence. Religion cannot stop the sinner. It never will. It doesn't have power to do it. Why? Because it was created by the sinner to cover you. It is the original loincloth and bikini that Adam and Eve had to put on. So that way they don't feel so naked in their sins. So they don't have to feel convicted by God when he's saying, look, you know damn well you shouldn't have did that. Oh, and that's where the lie comes in. You got to lie in order to make sure you don't get caught. I got to wear this polyester suit and convince people. That is cotton. Why? Because I burnt all them sheep up. Why? Because I wanted to sell that meat to somebody. I've got to cover it up. When you've done something dirty, you got to cover it up. When you want something, you got to hide the motive so people don't see it. You got to pay musical chairs so nobody don't catch on. This is the real thing that he wants to do. This is their real agenda. And when you say it, you got to make sure when you find out that person is and their motives... The person that's done it is going to try to find a way to justify. That's that, they'll say it's like a gray area. Well, for a politician, for me to do the things in my community that you guys elected me for, sometimes I got to do deals with the devil. And now we got, there's what? He's, he's hoping that you understand, and it may be legit. He's hoping you understand that, look, I ain't got no choice. There's always a choice. The problem is you're not looking at what God's going to do. You're looking at what you can Remember, this would be the controllables. If something gets blocked because they don't like you and you don't want to play ball, at least you can live with yourself. At least people know, guess what? This dude tried to do it. They did everything they could to stop it. He didn't compromise himself. It's going to be a lot easier for people to look at that man as like, you know, he's he's actually standing up for the people versus that first go round when you first got him in office. There is no easy answer besides Christ when it comes to sin. That's the, That's it. And when I say easy answer, what comes after that, the struggle magnifies. Kind of like when you get married, all those little things that the pet peeves that you have, everything is amplified. Before you got married, oh, I don't care if he leaves a dish in the, in, in the sink. That don't bother me. I love my man. You get married, there's four dishes in that sink. Been in there for four days. All of a sudden now that dish is ringing. Them little things. When you was at his house and you slept over and y'all were doing y'all thing, you went to the bathroom, you stepped over his clothes, you didn't care? Uh, or you picked him up and said, this is my man, he's so sloppy. When I get married, we're going to take care of him. Now when you come in the house, can you pick up your damn clothes? Happens. Everything gets amplified. Because that's what sin does. Well, that is what religion does. In religion, sin is amplified. Why? 
because you can say, well, I'm a Baptist. Y'all know what Baptists do. You cheated on your wife. I'm a Baptist, man. I know I may be, but I'm a bet You're not a Baptist. We got names on hospitals. We got names. We got people that in, in the Southern Baptist ministry, you know that we've gone out and done Ethiopian trips. We've gone out and helped build bridges. We built airplanes. We've made angel wings for kids. Anything in the world. And guess what? People say, yeah, that's a, yeah, Baptists have done some good. Does it matter? Because they can't cover up that you did what you did. What you are sitting in is what what like what is is what is a collective lie and delusion. The appearance, well, he was Roman Catholic. He sounded like they say they love God. I don't think they'd ever hurt anybody. They're Baptists. Why would they steal and cheat? Because it can't stop anything. It is just a virus that is promoted. Because guess what? It also helps them in their life choices. As weird as that may sound, knowing it's doing damage because you're in it, you got to uphold the way it looks. So you can get kicked out of being a Baptist when you've done something so egregious they can no longer protect you for the sake of the Baptist reputation. Well, when it comes down to it, when you're in Christ, the only reputation that's going to get soiled is your old one. And that's fine. You should. Remember, you're an adulterer. You cheated on your wife. Yes, I did. And you can ridicule me for it all day and I got nothing. I can't even defend myself because it's true. It is a fact and I got to wear that and that's on my cross on my back. I can't run from it. I can't act like it doesn't exist. Matter of fact, I have to acknowledge that it exists because guess what? That keeps me grounded. So that way religion can't cover that up. Eric, just put a, let me get your cross and hang, put in the closet over here. And now we're going to turn you into a Presbyterian. So we're going to put all the crosses with the rest of them. We're going to close that door up. So anything that happens, Presbyterians got your back. You know, like gang members say, it's no different. The only thing that protects you against sin is Christ. That's it. If you in Christ, that his Holy Spirit will continue to protect you. Yes, you will have some defeats and failures, but the battle's already won. Yes, you will struggle. You will still lie. You will still drink. You will still do things that knowing God, why am I still doing these things? But you'll forget all them other things that you were doing, except there's one thing that's left. Because God knows what to keep to keep you in what? Humility. Because let me tell you, I am living proof that once things start getting taken away, you start thinking you are the man. Then you become self-righteous. Then you get on, you get your very own soapbox. You know, you get to stand on that dove box that's nice and carved, and it's got. It looks like it's made out of of, of what, what's a good marble. You get to sit on that soapbox. I'm the best Christian in the world because I'm did. A, but you didn't realize that God left that one sin. That if somebody goes, yeah, but what about this? And you got to go, yeah. Religion tries to say, oh, you don't need to worry about that no more. Jesus says, yeah, that that's what got me killed. You got to keep it real. And that's that. Those are those evidences that we're talking about. So I did say I was going to leave you with three. The third evidence of God being real. And I don't know why this is important, but at the end of the day, I don't work here. It's just this is that's above my pay grade. This is, I'm just doing what I'm told, and it's great. I don't have a problem with that. The Israelite people, a people that didn't exist at one point in time to now, and guess what? They can they got their 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 heritage, their records, their blood lineage all the way back. To Adam and Eve, go look for yourself. That ain't something that's a dang. That's something that's a lie. That is scientific. 
that is true. There is genetic things that they have done. There's DNA they can track. Yes, Christ has a DNA of, of, that, of, of his body on this earth. It is out there. Yes, absolutely. So go look for those two things. If you, if you look with an honest heart, go look for those things. If you care less, care less. That's cool. I still love you either way. Because I'm not in the business trying to convince you of anything. If I am, that's one of my motives. So I have no interest to try to sway you one way or another. I will tell you how I live. I will show you how I live. I can tell you the struggles that I go through. I can tell you who keeps getting me out of those struggles. But at the end of the day, you can choose to believe or not. And I'm still going to love you. It will not change how I view you. I pray to God that you don't change how you view me because this we we live in this kind of world i have my beliefs i and let me let me apologize for all true christianity christianity should never have been forced upon anyone in this world religion did that christianity has nothing to do with political or social issues at that point it has to do with the person that's what it de it deals with the soul but religion just another just another political party there's motives behind every single one of them there's a mo why is it a why is you gotta have the name the first baptist uh hospital why is that necessary just call it luke williams hospital there's a motive behind look at these bad they got their name on it's that's their, that's their brand that's their brand nike adidas baptist just a brand but it doesn't Look, as much as uh, I love Nike, actually I hate Nike shoes, but there's one pair of Nike shoes I like. They don't last long. But if there's one thing I can say is putting on Nike shoes ain't going to stop that athlete from doing something scandalous, can it? Just saying. So I'm going to cut it out here. I've talked a lot. Um, I pray that you guys have received this message, whether you believe the way I do or not. You know that I love you very much. Um, I, look through, I always like to look through and see what's happening in the comment section i get to see merlin my brother shout out to merlin who has um oh jasper world order <laughs> what's up jasper oh jasper world order so let me get um there's my man right here my man wolfhound has single-handedly carried this ministry on his back in so many areas i i cannot tell you how much i love this brother this brother has been closer to me and have done far more work behind the scenes keep me encouraged and 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 just having conversations i mean this dude has been there for me since day one i would not i truly understand what fellowship really looks like from a christian standpoint thanks to my brother him many others have done but to have that kind of support not monetary the support of a human being and an encourager that even in his uh conditions that goes on in life he still thinks outside of himself for someone else. I ain't saying he walks on water, but man, he sure he sure is skipping through puddles when it comes to me, and I love you for it. So I gotta give him some some shout outs, some love, because um, he's just been down in them tough times, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So uh, you got Mr. Lark, how you doing, brother? I noticed the to you late. Uh, Wolfhound been in here the whole time. I gotta go see what my brother's saying. Frankie, Franker Z, good to see you, brother. Uh, sorry, I, I get I get to the chats late because one, once I'm in the, in the thing, I got to let it all get free. I got to get everything out, get it all wrapped up neat in a bow and get it in the package before I get to go see what's happening because I can't be derailed because I can't. I, much like in Up, you know, when the dog's sitting there, go squirrel and he looks over, that's me. So if I don't stay focused, I see that chat and somebody's go, hey man, Dallas Cowboys stink. I'm like, hold time out. 
this Bible study time, how are you going to tell me the Cowboys? I got to stay focused. So, and if y'all don't like the Cowboys, that's fine. But uh, I'm just saying God loves them. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, Jesus wore, uh, I'm just, he didn't do that. So please, Lord, I'm just, just kidding around. So, um, I love you guys for everything that you're doing. I'm doing all right. Uh, uh, Wolf, I'm doing all right today, man. Today, it's been painful. I'm not going to lie. Today has been painful. I'm going to tell you what happened while I'm late to the stream. Oh, let me close out the podcast. So, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm just, the podcast has ended here. I love you very much, guys. I will see you guys soon. Uh, soon. So, remember, stay strong and stay, stay healthy because this world is changing every day. Stay spiritually healthy if you can't do physical. So, I love you very much. You know I'm praying for you in Jesus' name. Amen.